0: Happy Monday and welcome to the latest Seafood News podcast brought to you by Erner Berry's foreign trade data. Use foreign trade data to get complete records of all waterborne seafood shipments at your fingertips. I'm Erner Berry Marketing Assistant and I'm here with my co-host Seafood News staff writer Amanda Buckle.
1: Hello Nicole, thanks for having me again. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) This is like one thing that neither of us can escape from. We always call each other and we're like oh my thanks for having me but I'm like... I write the script. Like, yeah, I mean, it's basically <laughs> Amanda's podcast. She's forced to have me on here. <laughs> but uh, we do have a great episode for you today. Uh, but before we kick it off, I just want to celebrate the opening of the Pacific Halloween season. It opens Saturday.
0: Ooh, I love Halibut.
1: Me too! Um, and I also love drama, and drama certainly surrounded the fishery leading up to the season opening. Doo, doo, doo. Exactly. <laughs> so, the U.S. and Canada did not reach a consensus on halibut catch limits at the International Pacific Halibut Commission meeting in January, which led the U.S. to set catch limits through its domestic regulatory process.
0: Now, is this something that's a problem that the U.S. and Canada usually run into?
1: Surprisingly, no. It's, um, it's actually only the second time in 94 years that they've had a problem like this, So. Not oh, too wow. bad. you know.
0: It's been 94 years. They almost made it to 100. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. But uh, seafood news science and st- uh, sustainability editor Peggy Parker, she uh, wrote a great piece on Friday about the long, strange trip to the Pacific Halibut opener, um, and I highly suggest you look at it. It's uh, up on seafoodnews.com, um, and it's a really great deep dive. Moving along, Nicole, what do we have lined up for the seafood news podcast today? Well, Amanda, shrimp is one step closer to
0: being included in the seafood import monitoring program. Long John Silver's debuted a new look. The Southern Gulf of St. Lawrence snow crab fishery had their Marine Stewardship Council certificate suspended. And two U.S. senators are fighting to have U.S. Trade Representative Ambassador Robert E. Lighthizer repeal the USDA catfish program.
1: Lots of good stuff, so let's dive right in. Um, On Thursday, the US House of Representatives passed the $1.3 trillion spending bill, which includes a measure that would require the inclusion of imported shrimp in the Seafood Import Monitoring Program. So uh, basically, SIMP is a program that requires reporting and record keeping of certain seafood products in order to prevent illegal, unreported, and unregulated fish from entering the US. And the mandatory compliance date was January 1st. So it's like, why is this happening now? But January 1st was for species like Atlantic Cod, Grouper, and Red Snapper. The list goes on. However, shrimp and abalone were left off with compliance being phased in at a later date. And uh, new legislation states that um, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross will establish a traceability program for the U.S. inland, coastal, and marine aquaculture of shrimp and abalone from point of production to entry into the United States commerce no later than December 31st. So while this is a headache for you know importers of shrimp, um, the American Shrimp Processor Association released a statement on Thursday saying how pleased they were with the bill passing. So,
0: oh, well, you can't please everyone, but <laughs> I think most people I think most people are going to be pleased with the changes that Long John Silver's is making. You know, Long John Silver's debuted their new flagship restaurant in Kentucky actually last week, which features a contemporary new look and a new logo as well.
1: That was a great segue into that. Long John Silver story, Nicole. So (laughs) I've actually seen pictures of the new Long John Silver's flagship uh, restaurant. and I'll post them on the Seafood News Instagram. So check it out because it actually looks really nice. uh, But their new look isn't at all their locations yet.
0: Yeah, they're actually working on upgrading existing restaurants, and all new units opened are going to feature the updated look. Um, but some of their locations, they've already incorporated their new, as they call it, drive-through of the future. Do 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 That's the Twilight Zone, isn't it? It's like the future. It's like It's weird. It is. All right. Well, I gotta wh- watch episodes of the Twilight <laughs>
1: Zone again. Anyway, this drive-through the future is a really cool idea, and uh, it features like three fifty-five-inch HD digital screens, um, and it comes with cutting-edge audio that is driven, and it's driven by a computer-operated ordering and display system.
0: I mean, that's really cool. I I personally think the audio aspect of it is great. Um, i can't tell you how many times i've not been able to understand the person on the other end of the microphone on (laughs) drive-through it drives me insane
1: exactly so long john Silver's is saying that the locations that have this new drive-through of the future they've experienced double double digit sales growth and increased order accuracy
0: uh hi i'd like your two-piece alaskan whitefish combo please
1: well i'm gonna order a four chicken fries
0: um, I said I'd like your two piece Alaskan whitefish combo.
1: Eight chicken fingers covered right up. That's <laughs> not what he said. <laughs> We get silly in here sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't, I can't tell you how many times, though, I've, like, done something like that. It's like, I, you can never understand what they're saying. No. It's always muffled. And it's so
0: and upsetting once you actually pull up to the window and you're just hoping, oh, I hope they got it right, because you're craving mm-hmm. this food, and then mm-hmm. you open the bag and it's just it's wrong. It's not. This
1: is not what I ordered. <laughs>
0: it's not but good. The, the other thing is
1: with these the video screens is that it gives them an opportunity to, uh, like, run different promotions. Like, you're not stuck with that same screen. Like, right. if you go to, like, normal drive throughs now, it's... Same screen. Green. It's it's not yeah, it's not video, it's one board and mm-hmm. so they can't you can't you know, you have to change I guess they change it seasonally or whatever they do, mm-hmm. but this allows you to throw something on last minutes, which is pretty yeah. cool.
0: It's probably easier for, you know, their marketing people and it's probably saves a lot of time too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, moving right along here, the Marine Stewardship Council announced earlier this week that they've suspended the
1: MSC certificate
0: for the southern Gulf of St. Lawrence snow crab fishery.
1: Yeah, so this stems back to 2017 when there were a number of North Atlantic right whale deaths caused by entanglements and the whales getting struck by vessels. And because of those deaths, the snow crab fishery no longer meets the MSC fishery standard related to endangered, threatened, and protected species. Alright,
0: so can you break it down? What exactly does that mean?
1: (laughs) So basically uh, landings from those specific areas cannot be sold as MSC certified or bear the MSC label. And that label lets consumers know that they're buying sustainable seafood. So you know this is still gonna be in the stores, it's just not uh-huh. gonna have that, that little MSC symbol on it. On it. Gotcha. Um, but this isn't like the end of the line for the fishery. Um, snow crab stock in the Gulf of St. Lawrence is sustainably managed with a strong resource. Um, like I said, it's just because of, of these whale deaths, which, you know, obviously, solutions need to be made, but mm-hmm. this is a suspension of the certificate, not a withdrawal, so the fishery has the opportunity to submit a corrective action plan within 90 days to reestablish compliance with the MSC program. And... Uh, you know, the DFO released a statement, um, some crabbers really released statements and, you know, they're not expecting um, a big issue right now, but mm-hmm. I think what the great thing is that they're all agreed that something needs to be done to protect these whales. I mean, there's, I think there's only like 450 of the North Atlantic right whales left. left. You know, so we already right. had like a death this year, not in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was like down by Virginia, but, so you know, changes need to be made.
0: Alright guys, for our final story of the day, Senators John McCain and Gene Shaheen have written a letter to the United States Trade Representative Ambassador Robert Lighthizer, a lot of hard names in there, (laughs) asking that he support repealing the USDA catfish inspection program.
1: Yeah, so for those that don't have to deal with the species, catfish products was switched from the Food and Drug Administration to the U.S. Department of Agriculture under the 2008 Farm Bill provision. And under the USDA, the Food Safety Inspection Service began inspecting catfish in August 2017. Um, in February this year, Vietnam challenged the U.S. at the World Trade Organization, and um, seafood news publisher John Sackton says that you know Vietnam rightfully sees the shift of inspection from FDA to USDA as an attempt to prevent catfish exports to the U.S. through the use of non-tariff trade barriers. So what McCain and Shaheen argue is that if the U.S. loses this latest, you know, uh, WTO battle, it could negatively impact U.S. agriculture exports to Vietnam, and we're talking about like cotton, wheat, pork, soybeans, beef, poultry, eggs, fruit. So um, it's not
0: just seafood, it's everything. Yeah,
1: this is, you know, you're you're targeting catfish, but you're not thinking about everything else. Mm-hmm. So they end the letter by saying the duplicative USDA catfish inspection program is threatening our trading partnership, and they said that we urge you to support repealing this wasteful program before the 60-day WTO wto consultation stage concludes so that's going to be something we have to to watch and keep an eye on
0: yeah so are you going to give your support leave your
1: comment down there
0: and let us know
1: yeah definitely so thanks for listening to another week of the seafood news podcast be sure to check us out on instagram twitter facebook we're all over and again that was sponsored by Arner Berry's foreign
0: trade data um, but just so you guys know you can sponsor the podcast too so what you can do if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast is you can just give us a call at 732-240-5330 or you can shoot an email to advertise at earnerberry.com and we would love to talk to you and help you out with that. Exactly. Until next week. Until then. All right. Have a good one, guys.